Welcome back to Other Record. I'm Rebecca and I'm here today with Raquel and Leah. And on this episode, we will be speaking about friendship. To be honest, I haven't had the most luck, I feel, with friendships um, ever since I was little. Um, I've never had a best best friend or a really, really group of knit close friends. Um, and that could be due to my um, lack of trust with people, um, which I noticed later on in life. But when I was little, I always wanted to have friends or be surrounded by someone who liked to play kickball or baseball or um, wanted to share stickers and pencils and all that. And then once I got to teenage years, I noticed um, something called clicks um, and something I had never experienced um, because growing up, I went to Treasure Island, which was a really diverse school. Um, And then I came to the city in San Francisco and that's where I noticed that blacks went with blacks, Latinos with Latinos, and whites with whites, and Asians with Asians. And I thought, wait, um, this is not how I grew up. So I noticed that um, it was really difficult to build like a bond with other people. So I've always had like a difficult time like um, making a lot of friends friends. I've always had acquaintances and colleagues, <laughs> um, like everyone does in school or even in the professional settings, but definitely friends was not something that I had. So yeah, for me, it was kind of difficult to build friendships. For me, growing up, um, I did have friends and there, and I did hang out mostly with Latinos for some reason. I don't know. That, that's just the people I hung out with. But, like, I, I did have friends, and I actually am still pretty close friends with a girl um, that I met in elementary school. Like, we've remained in contact, and we're still really close friends. And um, I think something I, I learned, though, in friendships, like, of course, like, most of your friends, they come, do come from school, and that's where you create friendships and all of that. And so I, something I learned was that when, because me and, and my sister and my parents, we moved to a different city when I was in middle school. And so during those, during that year, I really learned what a true friend would be and like what friendships are in the world, which are basically, you know, if I see you, I talk to you, you know? And so when we moved away, um, most of the friends I had in my middle school here in the city, uh, I didn't have anymore. Like, I don't know, like, we just stopped talking. We, we, we would talk once in a while, but it wouldn't be the same. Because, I, like, growing up, my mom would always tell me, you know, like, you're, there's no really real friends in this world. And I never understood her until, I guess, that time in my life when, you know, all the friends who I thought were friends kind of, like, didn't stick around or didn't even reach out to talk to me or made the effort to. And then I realized, wow, that's really true. Like, there are really no true, like, friends in this world because, you know, when circumstances change or whatever, they'll change too. It's not something permanent. 
And so that was a time in my life where I truly learned that I feel that lesson that many of us have learned or will need to learn in life. And so honestly, now I'm, I'm honestly grateful for that. And since then, I've always, I mean, I've always been sort of a loner. And so when I went into high school, I was kind of a loner. Like I was on my own because in the new town that we moved into, it wasn't the same as the city. Of course, there was less diversity. Everybody was in cliques because they all grew up together. And so I felt completely out of place. And so I, and I did create a friend um, that I still talk to now and I am so grateful for her. And that friendship was from God. Like I truly feel that, you know, God put that person in my life and who is still currently in my life for a reason. And ever like, I feel like when, even when I moved out of the town, our friendship became even stronger because we did we were going into college and we were becoming our own selves and so she's the one person who out of my friends I can truly say I've spoken like honestly about my beliefs somebody who did not grow up in church at all who does not know anything about God and she is she truly has shown me what a friend is too because she did not judge me at all. She actually was even like interested in what I had to say about God because she didn't know anything. And so I remember, I still remember one night we were just texting or I think we were on FaceTime and she was asking me all these questions like, oh, so what do you guys believe in? Like, what is this? What is that? Like, you know, just a bunch of questions. I feel like with her, even till this day, we share with each other, like more me to her because, um, I am trying to like encourage her to, you know, keep up um, with her faith. Like now she is a believer and uh, I always send her like text messages, like either verses or like, you know, songs to listen to new songs that come out. I'm like, oh my God, this song is amazing. And so I text it to her and like we talk about how we're feeling and we just recently had a conversation about how we're feeling with all this pandemic and everything. And she was sharing with me how she feels, you know, very uneasy about all that's happening because it is affecting her personally. It is affecting her parents personally. And, but she's, she's, I've seen that she's grown in her faith because she says like, even through all this, I know, you know, I should still put my trust in God. And, you know, and she is that one friend who I can truly say, who was not a believer, you know, who was out of church, who I was truly my whole self with her and I felt safe and I feel like that's why I appreciate her friendship so much and I even tell her like, I honestly believe our friendship was from God because you, uh, with me sharing the gospel with you, it makes my faith stronger and I know that with you sharing what you're going through or what you, you know, want to learn, it makes your faith stronger as well. And so I feel like together we, we're working on our faith and we're not judging each other because of who we are. We're not judging each other because of our mistakes because we sh we have shared things that, you know, we've, you know, done wrong in our lives, but we don't judge each other for it. And I feel like that's what a true friendship is. Like you encourage each other to be a better person. You know, you don't make each other, you know, want to fall or, you know, point out your your flaws no that's not what a friendship is you you make each other better people
friendships. Oh, how many do we have? Um, I think I've always been good with people. Like I like the, the energy I give off attracts people, and I just like people. I like talking to people. I like bonding with people. I like laughing with people. I just like you know. I'm here for people, basically. Um, let's see. Go back to elementary school. I always had friends. I was always the girl in the cliques. I was always the one, you know, just there. Um, I used to get in trouble because, quote-unquote, I was the leader, and I had to lead these people in the right direction while I was five years old. Like, who knows the right direction at five? Um <clears throat> Yeah, um, I was always good with friends, like, elementary school. I was always that girl that the office knew, the security guard knew, the friends, everybody knew. Uh, middle school came around, and I was, so this is the thing. <clears throat> I've always been good with friends. I've always been good making friends. Making the right friends, probably that's where I've failed the most in middle school. I always see the good in people. I Well, I used to always see the good in people. <laughs> I always saw the good in people. I was just like, okay, you know. Um, obviously, because you guys know we are girls that grew up in church and grew up in God and stuff like that. So that whole friendship situation was always pretty tough to me. It's just like, damn, like, what is God going to think if I'm hanging with this person? So I had to differentiate, like, you know, God doesn't judge anybody, but you do have to... Um, know the difference between people you should only talk to in that certain place then taking them from there to your actual life and like giving them access to who you are and everything that surrounds you so that was my problem i always made friends in middle school i went to like three different middle schools i always was like i said i always was the one with the click 10 people around me it was really always cool had fun had a bunch of memories but they all disappeared. And the reason they disappeared was because um, they were not aligned with what God wants for me. They weren't, it, it, they, that wasn't their, their path, you know? They might, right now they might be in a good place in their life and stuff like that, but we just weren't aligned. So my situation was I could never, I was never able to find a friend that would understand who I genuinely am, like who I really am outside of school. And I was never able to, well, back in that time, I was never able to separate my friendships. Like, friendships only at school, friendships only um, here, friendships only there. Um, I, I was always like, I want to love everybody. Let me just give love to everybody and let me give them access to my life and meet the people that I keep in private because I, val I value them a lot, which is my family. So that was my problem. Um my sister said we moved out of the city when she was in middle school and I was in my second year of high school. So, woo child, that was hard. I was, I was, first and foremost, I was mad. I was like, hell no. Like, what is, what, where did you bring me the Lord? Like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. But honestly, um, like my sister said, I think we met very, very like beautiful people out there. Um, most of my friends, to be honest with you guys, were adults. Those were my friends at school. I loved hanging out with the lady in the front desk. I loved hanging out with my counselor. I actually liked hanging out with my vice principal. It was always laughs and stuff like that. But um, 
that's when I knew, like, you know, I think it's just friendships is just really being a good person. But also, you have to have intentional friendships. Like, these people have to show you that they really mean well for you. Like, you can't just befriending anybody like I was doing in middle school and high school and stuff like that. Because also, I mean, I'm young. I don't want to feel alone. I want to feel like I belong. And being a girl of faith and believing in, you know, all these things that people don't know about yet is very hard because you're just like, damn, like, I'm not going to come to school and be like, everybody should repent (laughs) and let's all be friends. Like, no, like, you have to love people for who they are. And I did. I genuinely, I have genuinely loved everybody that has came in my life, but I'm genuinely happy some of them are not here anymore because of the fact that they weren't good for what God wanted for me. They might be good people. And I believe they were all good people. They all probably their intentions were well, and some of them weren't, and I'm glad they're up out of here. But um, now that I'm, you know, in my early 20s, I can definitely. So the difference between the friends I have now and the friends I had then, I and I honestly, I can count with one hand of how many friendships I have because I feel like um, the less friends you have is the more you can spend time with them, the more you can value them. Um, less is more, in my opinion. Uh, but like I said, I have a lot of like acquaintance, like Rebecca said, I have a lot of people that know me. We check on like, hey, how are you? But people I talk to every day, it's like three people and um honestly friendships were one of my biggest prayers to God when I started picking the wrong friends I was like okay I need some help here because I don't know how to differentiate this whole situation and honestly when I was in middle school and high school well early high school I didn't really care for what God wanted for me like I was just like if I pick bad friends it's fine I'll be fine I'll be fine but growing up it's kind of like you kind of start well in, in my life and my testimony and my story, you I kind of started to care what God wanted for me. So if God wants good things for me, I'm sure he wants good people around me. So that's just very, friendships are very important to me. That's why I don't have any many anymore. Because if I told you back in the day, I had like 20 friends that I called friends that really weren't my friends. Probably one of the 20 were actually my friends. <laughs> but that's just something you do when you're young, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I think I think you should um, value your friendships and also really have friends with good intentions. Um, let them show you that they have good intentions. Um, always be a good person, and I feel like showing love is important. You can show love to everybody, but don't give them access too fast because this might be a person that you're putting in the friendship category that should just only be somebody that you should be helping by talking to them once in a while, but then you put them in the friendship category because you have so much love and, you know, you think everybody loves you, which unfortunately is not going to be the case. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my friendship story. I feel like that's a good point to like, you know, when we're, when we're younger, like I'm still a teenager cause I'm in my last year of being a teen, mm-hmm. but, um, when I was younger and I noticed it, like, in everybody, of course, when we're in middle school and high school, we just, you know, we want to go with the crowd. We want to go where the crowd is and, and um, you know, like, we... Some of us. <laughs> yeah, most of us, honestly. Uh, we want to go, you know, where all the cliques are. You're like, oh, I want to be a part of there. Like, it looks so fun and everything. And 
that's fine, honestly, because, you know, that's a part of life. That's a part of growing Teen up. nature. Like, that's a part of being a teenager. Like, you, you go into those friends, into those friendships, into those groups and everything. And honestly, like, I feel like, um, you know, we've matured now and we know, like, the, you know, the true friends and the not true friends. But, like, when you're in those years, like, it's fine to, you know, hang with that crowd and everything. But I think a point that Raquel was saying was that, you know, don't let that fall. Don't let that crowd follow you, you know, into your own personal life. You know, like, keep it at school. Keep it at, you know, wherever that work. environment is at work. You know, make sure you put a line and don't not let them cross that line. And... Like, I feel like that's very important because, honestly, like, when I was in middle school, I did hang out, you know, with people and all that. But I left it there because I knew, like, if I brought them into my other world, I feel, I personally feel like, you know, they probably would be more judgmental and all that. And that's something, you know, as a teenager, you don't want to feel that. You don't want to feel judged by everybody and everything. So I feel like then you really know, like, if you yourself are making those decisions or having those thoughts already, like, you should already kind of, like, realize that there really aren't, like, you know, that they really aren't true friends because you can't be your complete self with them. And I feel like that's something I've learned now that when I do want to be a friend with somebody is, like, either take me as my whole self or, like, we're just not gonna be friends. Because, like, you know, you don't want to, especially when you grow up, like, you're tired of being fake. You're tired of be, living a fake life just to, you know, please, please everybody. And, like, what's what's the point in that? What's the point in living your life like that? You know, as a teenager, it's cool and everything. But I am I feel like um, you should, you know, put that line, you know, just so that they don't affect your life. And, and if you are a believer or if you're not... But, you know, you do have a life inside and outside of school. You do have a life inside and outside work. And they're completely different lives because you put a face when you go to school. You put a face when you go to work. And I feel like if you don't want those worlds interacting, like, make sure you keep those friends at in, in those separate worlds. And, you know, like, if you are a believer and you are thinking those thoughts like, oh, I don't want to be judged, maybe you should, like, rethink, you know, the crowd that you're hanging out with. Friendships are really powerful, though. I just want to make that really clear. Like, we're not being pessimistic. You know, like, friendships are beautiful. If you have them, they make you a stronger person, a better yeah. person. Um, and they show who you really are. Like, um, one thing Raquel said is that um, she prayed about friendships. I actually prayed for friends. Because, um, like I, like I shared in the beginning, I was a really, um, untrustworthy, like, I'm not going to trust you. Cause, um, if I tell you who I am, you're most likely not going to like me. That's always like a, a negative thought that I had, um, which is, you shouldn't think like that. Who you are is amazing. <laughs> um, but that was my prayer to God. I said, okay, fine. If I shouldn't hang out with so many people in school, then please provide somebody at church because we grew up in a, in a community in church. Talk about it, sister. <laughs> and that in itself was, was so difficult because trusting is the number one thing in a friendship. If you lose that trust, you lose the friendship. It, it's something so basic. The love is still there, but it, friendships is like any relationship. 
you, you, if you, there's no trust, there is no relationship. <laughs> so, um, that's the reason why my first friend of church was probably until I was 21 or 22. And, um, the reason for that was that, um, a lot of the people that I grew up with, I did not trust them. I felt really judged by them, even if they were believers as well. But there's a difference between being your sister at church and being your friend as well. Um, and I think everyone who has grown up in church can relate to that. You're, no, you're not going to be friends with everybody at church. You're going to love them as Jesus in Christ or your sister in Christ, brother in Christ. But there's a difference to where you're going to open your entire heart to another human being, even if they also believe in Jesus. So once I w was able to meet one of my friends uh, in in my adulthood, I feel like as an adult, I made actual friends. Which some people say in adult life, it's harder to make friends. And for me, it was easier because what Leah said was that we stopped being fake. There's a certain point where you get tired of being um, one person in school, one person at work, and one person at church. And I love being my entire self everywhere. So if I can expose who I am in any place that I am, then that I know that those people who accept me are going to be the, the real ones. They're like the real people. So with um, when I finally met my friend that I met at church, um, she did not grow up Christian like I did. Um, she did not grow up in the United States like I did. Um, it was so different, and yet we clicked immediately. And yes, our first conversation was about boys. <laughs> so be it. Um, but that's how it is. And we started talking about, you know, boys and issues. And even though I had never had a boyfriend, um, I was just there like a listening ear. I was somebody to, that she can lean on. And then we just became friends quick. And she went through struggles and situations in her family, and we lost touch for a couple of years. But then last year, um, by the miracle of God, you know, she she called me again or emailed me to be specific. And I'll share the story. Um, she sent me an email. I was at work and I was surprised that she would send me an email because we hadn't spoken in two years. And then um, when I read the email, I immediately started crying because um, I felt like with her, I learned what it is to be a friend. I learned that I was awesome. Yes, that I was really, uh, I was willing to give my entire heart to somebody. My, my, you know, like energy. We used to like shop together, eat together, um, have sleepovers, watch movies, cry about God, talk about God, talk about Jesus. Um, you know, cry about boys or families. You know, it was everything that you expected to be. But there are circumstances in life that are really difficult. So I never blamed her you know, for doing anything, you know, that may have hurt me because I learned what it is to be a friend during that time. And then when she called me back or emailed me, I read the email, I started crying. I literally, and I'm not lying because I, yes, I am super dramatic. I kneeled down in my office space because I, I have an office where like it's basically me, but I have my own cubicle. So I need kneeled down and I was just thanking God that she was safe. Because that was my only prayer during that time that we were apart. God, just keep her safe. Keep her healthy. Keep her alive. Keep her happy. And then I hear so many amazing things in the email. And I read it. And, and she's this. And she's that. And she accomplished this. And, and, she had, and I was like, yes, Jesus. Like, you heard my prayer. And then um, at the end of it, she apologized and told me, you don't have to reply. You don't want to. 
And then I immediately click reply. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean I'm not going to reply? Of course I'm going to reply. And then, you know, we've been connected ever since. But um, You're living happy ever after. <laughs> I am. Like, it, she's just so, such an amazing human being. And she's so giving. And she's gone through a lot. And I've gone through a lot. But um, And we both believe in God. And I have that so secure in my mind that that's why I can be completely myself. Like, I don't have to fake anything of who I am. Because we met in church, we met in Christ, believing in something that we both are adamant about, we're strong about. And then the other friends that I met in my adulthood are, I call them my two angels. <laughs> because um, even if they never hear this from me, because I told them that they're amazing and they're such like amazing human beings, they helped me to apply for a master's program. They were angels sent to me, like, by God. I'm not lying. They encouraged me, told me that I can do this or that I could do that. And they said, do you know how amazing you are? Like, you can do... And they were. They would tell me, like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> and I met them both at my job. And I just think that um, for them to even put their, their time to help someone, you know, in order to increase their educational status... That was something amazing for me because I, for me, education is so important. So for somebody to put their energy to help me, they, they are my two angels and I will still call them like that. Um, I know that they believe in God, <laughs> so I can say like, I can speak to them like that. Um, they might not be the same, you know, uh, belief as me, but they believe in the one and only, and I believe in the one and only. And for me, they have been two angels who, who have come to my life and are, still remain as strong and, and so engaged in um, like saving the world. And because my career, which I'll share later on, is public health, um, we're all in that same career path. So we are both into how can we help our communities? How can we help the world? And when we talk about it, we become super passionate and kind of like aggressive. <laughs> but that's what friends are. Like you can be completely yourself with them. And they have told me that ever since, you know, they met me, um, one of them specifically, she has prayed more. She has gotten closer to God. She has dreams and visions that she feels are coming from God. So if I can be a little bit of support to any of my friends, then I'm going to be like that. And I can honestly say right now, I have three friends who are beautiful women who are strong and they've gone through a lot of struggles, but that's why I love it because they each bring their stories when they help me. And I, I could see that. I can see their pain, their love, and, and such like a willingness to extend their arms to me. And I do the same thing because I have to. Like that that's something inside of me that I felt like God taught me during the time that I was apart from my friend that what it is to be a friend. Like if you're willing to give, if you're willing to expand and extend your arms to them, you're a good friend. So we're not being pessimistic, but we're just saying that it is friendships are relationships. So there has to be trust. And yeah. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Like, honestly, when when you're when you're a friend or well, like personally, when I've been a friend, you know, I give basically my all to it because it is like a relationship. Like if you would have a boyfriend, like. You're giving your energy, your time, you know, a ear to, you know, somebody to, like, hear you out and everything. And you're trusting them, too, as your relationship grows. And there's actually, um, I, I had forgotten to mention, I don't know why, but 
I did grow up with a friend in church and we've grown up together for well like since we were babies basically we're just one one a couple months apart more more than a year we're like a couple months apart and we grew up together in church and when I did move um, from the city I we did fall apart because we were both in our middle school years and of course we didn't have phones yet or anything so our um you know our communication fell apart and when i would come visit to the city like it just it it wasn't the same and it it, it still never has gone to being the same as we were and i feel like that's a, a a friendship that really broke my heart because that is something possible like friendships are relationships and so they can break your heart when something goes wrong and that is a friendship that has really broken my heart and I, you know I still feel heartbroken when I think about it and like I've realized you know she's grown up to be her own person and so have I and now we really have different mindsets different ideologies of you know who we want to be in this world and of course I you know, she was my best friend. I, I used to call her that. And so I still pray for her all the time. I pray because we both did grow up in church. And so we were both believers. But I guess, you know, as you mature and everything, of course, um, you know, you, you find your own way in God. Like whether that is staying in his path or not staying in his path or, you know, continuing into what you have learned. And, you know, I've matured in church as well. Like, I, I know now, you know, not everything is even perfect when you're a believer. But, you know, I've I've grown up to know that, you know, I put all of myself and all of my trust in God. And so I just wanted to share that because I feel like it's very important, you know, like we've been talking about friendships and how how to be a good friend and how, you know, to pick the right friends and sometimes um, and we hadn't talked about, you know, thinking that you do have a good friendship with somebody, but then realizing this probably wasn't the right friendship, you know, and especially in church or somewhere where you feel, you know, you're safe because basically, you know, church is that place where you feel like you're, that you're safe, like, okay, I'll be okay here and the friends that I make here will be fine, you know, but it's not like that, you know, church is just another community as well and it's a place where, you do make friends and unfortunately some of them fall out of God's path and um <clears throat> I I know I can I'm, I'm speaking for a lot of people who have made friends in church and unfortunately have seen their friends step out of God's path and it's something really um of course like sad to see because as you mature in Christ you realize you know God is the only one He's the only thing, basically, that we're on earth for. And so, in your mind, you're like, why would somebody leave that? But, unfortunately, things happen in people's lives that you can't fix because you're not God. And all you can do is pray. And so, that's all I've been doing and all I can do for her. But, of course, I still love her with all my heart because she was such an important person for me when I was younger. And... I when I see her I still talk to her and everything of course things aren't the same but I just wanted to share that because there is friendships that can break your heart and because it is a, a relationship that you build with somebody 
But like Rebecca said, once that trust isn't there anymore, then, you know, you lose that relationship. And even, you know, how we always say in relationships, when you have a boyfriend or whatever, you know, communication is key. In friendships, the same that is the same thing. You know, communication is key for you to explain to your friend what's going on for you to, you know, still reach out to your friend or whatever. And I feel like, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys as well because that's something important to notice too, you know. There's friendships that you feel like are so perfect, but, you know, like a relationship as well, they can fall out and, you know, it sucks that it happened, but it needed to happen for us to both grow. Okay, let me keep it real with y'all. It is difficult to make friendships at the church. I think the main reason why it is difficult is because of... I think the main point of, of why it's difficult to make friendships at the church is because um, this is a cycle that... Our generation is breaking. We want to break. I hope you guys follow us in breaking the cycle. But it's so much judgment at in this community, like extra judgment than our normal communities. You know, you could be judged at the at work. You could be judged at school. But I feel like there's because we're trying to please one person. That's God, hopefully, and also because sometimes we make mistakes of trying to please the man that are leading us in these beautiful walks with God, but we confuse God with men, like I said in the last podcast. Um, it's either your friend or uh, or something that you're building with somebody. It's either they feel judged by you. you you're not even probably judging them, but they're going to feel judged by you because we're all trying to please God. We're all trying to walk this walk that's not that easy or it's either you feel judged by them. So it's I think that's why it's been very hard for a lot of people at church or or not. And if it's not, you know, thank God for that friendship. Um, but like, f- personally for me, I made... Okay, when I was little, I was in the clique again. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot complain about my childhood at church. My friends that I made were beautiful. It was fun. We used to get in trouble together. We used to praise God together. It was amazing but we did start growing up and um that whole judgment situation that um you know christianity has and the church has sadly came in between all of us either because we some of us started started adopting that uh, negative um character trait or we have adults that were telling us about each other. Like, oh, that's not a good friend. That's not a good friend. That's not a good friend. Like, Leah is my younger sister. So there's certain things that I try to cover. Like, oh, no, let me let me tell her to not go there because she's going to get hurt. I want to protect her. If she cries, it's horrible. Like, you know, we try to cover the younger generations because we love them and because we don't want them to hurt. But there are certain situations, like like the walk with God that I feel like you just have to let them go. Like you have to let them experience what it is to be with God. God will clear. If you ask for a clarity in friendships, God will clarify that for you. I'm very big on praying for friendships. Why? Because I have new people coming into my life every year, every day. I meet somebody new, um, at work, at school, 
a, a new counselor, a new teacher, new students around me. Um, church has new people all the time. Um, our family, we, we start inviting new people because our friend, our sisters have new friends or uh, men start coming into our sisters' lives or, you know, women start coming into our brothers' lives or our parents make friends. Like, it's just so many new people. So I feel like just praying for that friendship is so, um, it's so important. But like I said, I think it's very hard to make friends at the church because of judgment. And um, back to the story I was saying, I got off track. Um, we started letting the judgment get to us. So um, it's either this girl was too worldly, like, oh, no, she's contaminated by the world. <laughs> or this girl is too holy, like, we can't even be ourselves around her because she's going to think that us not closing our eyes for two seconds we're sinning you're a sinner so you know all of these things sadly come into friendships and i hope you guys don't let that happen to you guys but sadly for my friendships that's what was going on um i love everybody that i made friends when i was a kid i still keep in touch with all of them kind of like two of them i low-key just feel like they're my sisters at this point i don't really consider them as friends um but I do not have friends at church. And I say that not to say like, oh, I can't be honest. I can't be nice. I can't. No, I hug people at church. I love them. I show them love. I, I um, pray for them. I wish them the best. They wish me the best. I see that reciprocation uh, with, with certain people at the church. And I appreciate it. And it's needed. Genuine genuine people are needed in your life. But most of my friends, like my my sisters were explaining their friendships, most of my friends are non-church people who didn't grow up at church, but these are people that have been there for me when I call, when I text, when I FaceTime, when I complain, when I cry, when I talk about God. They listen. Um, sometimes we, we go back and forth with that conversation because they want to know more. But also, so many people have been um, born into like different religions and different beliefs, so it's kind of hard to get us to the same page. And we're probably not going to see, see the same page. Like, one of my friends believes a lot, believes a lot in the religion of Islam. And um, there's a lot of, like, new things I didn't... Because I'm, I'm Christian Pentecostal. So um, he was explaining to me a lot of things. And it's pretty cool. Like, it's pretty cool because I know uh, Malcolm X had a lot to do with that religion. So I And I love Malcolm X's story. Like, I read his um, book. I saw the movie and a new uh, Netflix series. So when he was talking to me about Malcolm, he was talking to me about Malcolm X, I was super curious. Like I like learning about other religions. That doesn't mean I'm gonna shake from mine. You know, I know what I believe in because God has, I, you know, God has already revealed them to me. So I'm good. I'm secured. I'm good. The bag is secured with Jesus. But most of my friends, like I said, believe in different things. We all do believe in one higher power, as they say, or God or Jesus Christ. But um. I feel like it's very important for, like I said before, to us to pray for friendships. Um, please don't think that you're good by yourself. Like, you might be for a, for a period of time. Like, you might be, like, an introvert. Those type of people that rather be by themselves when they're happier by themselves. But trust me, you don't want to, like, end this life with, like, no friendship at all. At least make one good friend. Secure the friendship. And live happily ever friend after. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just very important. But yeah, so make friends at the church. Try to make friends at the church. Don't judge each other. I think we all are sinners. We're all sinners. <laughs> We're all imperfect. And I think that's what makes a good friendship that you guys both know that it's not going to be perfect. 
like no relationship is perfect at all. But I think the like reciprocation and work and praying for each other um, and spending time with each other really helps the bond grow. One thing I mentioned before was that um, growing up, I've, I kind of have been a loner. Like even when I am in groups or whatever, I still feel out of place and everything. And like, honestly, in this year, I feel like, I mean, in these recent years, but more in this year, God has been talking to me a lot. And because even if I'm with people, I still feel alone. Even if I'm, if I do have friends, I still feel alone. And that's just something in me that like, won't like that won't go away. Um, and I, I'm still praying for it and everything. But recently, like, I just remembered, um, something that God talked, spoke to me about. And he told me that, um, he's my friend. And I think that's the ultimate thing that, you know, as a believer, that's the ultimate thing that we all need to learn at a point in our lives that, you know, your friends can leave you, your even your family can leave you, but God won't ever leave you. He's going to be there no matter what, no matter what you do. We can do the most horrible thing in life and he'll still be there. You know, we can be the most horrible people, the most horrible sinners, and he'll still be there. I just remembered about that because Raquel was speaking about something, and it, like, clicked in my mind, and that God had recently told me that, that to not forget that I'm not alone. Like, even though throughout all my life, I've always felt alone to not forget that he's there, and he literally said, I'm your friend. And, you know, that's the most, like, you know, when I heard that, that broke me down in that moment. And it still does because, honestly, that's the one thing I feel that has helped me throughout my whole life and helped me throughout, you know, my heartbreaks of within friendships and, you know, that trusting, not trusting in friends because it's really hard to trust somebody. And, um... But always having that in my mind that no matter what, God is there. Um, that's something that has helped me and kept me sane and kept me going in this life. That knowing, like, you know, God is always going to be there. He's Even though I don't see him and that, you know, that's something hard because, of course, you need somebody physically there too. And that's why my recent prayer, like, throughout this whole um pandemic that we're going through I've been telling God you know make my faith stronger in you that's one of my top prayers right now because I do want my faith to be strong you know to to, for it not to lack when I need it the most and especially in those moments when I feel alone I want my faith to be strong and knowing that he's there and knowing that even though I don't see him that he's right beside me and that he'll help me when I fall down or he'll help me when I'm heartbroken or he'll help me you know, in those moments where I feel like, you know, life is over <laughs> or where, when I feel like the world is ending, well, my world is ending. It and probably I, is ending. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, you know, that's the ultimate thing that all believers need to know that, you know, no matter what, God is your friend and he'll be there. I think the last point I want to give is, um, <clears throat> unfortunately, we all have been hurt by people. And relationships, friendships, anything that you guys have. And I think it's very important to heal from that. Um, Healing is very important. Um, In the Bible, 
Paul the apostle um, told us we owe no man anything but to love him. So I think um, love comes with forgiveness and um, you don't owe people that have hurt you nothing more. Unfortunately, sometimes we do open the door pretty fast to friendships because we are human or we do let people in that um, probably didn't show us good intentions from the jump. Or sometimes people just are people. Our ultimate friend is God and um, Jesus. And I feel like um, because he created friendships, he's the best one to tell us how to how to navigate it. So I feel like uh, Paul was basically saying, you don't owe people that hurt you nothing, but you do owe them love and you do the, owe them owe yourself to forgive them. Because I feel like we forgive people not because we really want to forgive them, but because we want to feel at peace. And I feel like healing from anybody that has hurt you is very important. And that's the only way you're going to move on and learn how to build a better friendships or how to pick and choose your friends. You know that song, um, You Got a Friend in Me, the Toy Story one? Um, well, we can always, you know, apply that to Christianity. Like God literally says, you got a friend in me. And, um, one of the things that I just wanted to, you know, repeat is that in a friendship, you need to make sure that you're giving your all. You need to do that. Like don't demand it from the other person. Don't expect it from the other person, but you yourself make sure that everything you learn from the Bible or every example that God gave you of what it is to be a friend, do it. Um, one example that I had to clear in my mind is um, David and Jonathan. If anyone has read First of Samuel chapter 20, you will love that story. And some people have um, misunderstood it, like a gay story, like they were homosexual men and they liked each other. If you see or read the book by, um, it's called The Kite Runner by Khaled Hosini, you'll see that there's actual friendships between men that are that tight, that close. In romance. <laughs> bromance is exactly. And it could even be seen like that um, with women. Like when re women are really close, it could be misin um, misinterpreted. But that's not what God left for us. When, when God left the story of David and Jonathan, I have never cried. And, and I just read it yesterday too. So I had, I always cry when I read that story because Jonathan's dad wanted to kill David like that's literally what he wanted to do he wanted to kill him and Jonathan's like that's not gonna happen and then he realized that it was going to happen he said don't worry I will save you and we'll make a covenant together we'll make a deal together you know that we under under God like we'll make a covenant under God together that we're gonna be friends that we'll protect each other's families and that's a promise that David kept even after Jonathan had passed so I feel like you know, one of the things that First um, of Samuel says in chapter 20, verse 17, is that Jonathan loved David as he loved himself. And there was nothing like, you know, larger than that. There's nothing bigger than that. As when you love that friend of yours, as you love yourself, that's huge. And if you remember those um, Bible readers out there, um, Jesus said the same thing. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm going to leave this with you that you love one another. Make sure to love one another. Because he said, um, if you love one another, 
then you're for me or you're with me. And then, and he said that in John in um, chapter 15, and he said that he even called us friends. So when Leah was sharing her story that Jesus speaks to us like that, it's completely true. Because in, in John chapter 15, he said to the disciples, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. So there is nothing hidden between friendships. So if you're hiding something, you need to recheck that friendship and make sure that, you know, why do you feel distressed? Why can you be yourself? And one of the like things that I feel like as believers, like Leah was saying is don't forget that Jesus is the ultimate friend. He's yours and you're his. You know that that famous song Oceans by Hillsong United where where they say in the bridge, right? Like I am yours and you are mine. That is what a friendship is. Like if you're that person's and that person is yours and you can be your person, you know, whole self with them, then that there's something real there and that's something to not let go. Feed into it. Um, you know, take time to be there. And that's what we do with Jesus. You take the time to talk to him. You take to, the time to listen to him. You know, put your time in it. Like I said that I did sleepovers and I talked about God. I talked to Jesus. And and I and there are nights, you know, where I'm just talking to him in my mind or, or even out loud. And I just have to be near him because that's the most important relationship for me. The most important friendship. And we cannot forget that... The greater love, um, basically, that we have felt or the best friendship has been Jesus. Because um, in John verse uh, 13 from chapter 15 is, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. There is nothing larger than that. And that's what Jesus did. He laid down his entire life for friends. He didn't say, oh, for these strangers or this sinner world. No, he called the world its friend or his friend. And he gave his entire love. And that's why he sacrificed himself and resurrected on the third day and allowed us to have salvation because he said, there is not a greater love than this, that I'm going to lay down my life for those that I call my friends. So I just wanted to say that, that Leah's completely right. Jesus is your ultimate friend and feed into that friendship and give your all to that friendship because you just know for sure that he's going to give his all and he does it every single day so if you're lacking then you're probably not the good friend (laughs) but jesus he gives everything so he is the ultimate friend